welcome back to another episode of Soul Seeker. In this episode, it's the final part in a five-part series about my experience with ayahuasca. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then go back and listen to the previous four podcasts because basically this is just a summary of my first experience with ayahuasca back in April 2019. And, um, when I first did ayahuasca, I, I was so transformed by it. I was, I felt called almost to write about it and share it with the world. And I wrote a five-part blog series. And then within a month or two after that, I decided to start this podcast, Soul Seeker. And I just went down the rabbit hole with spirituality and just everything, right? And I realized around episode 10 or so of Soul Seeker, after doing Soul Seeker for a few months, put it that way, I was like, wait a second, I, I've talked about ayahuasca a little bit like when I'm interviewing guests and a little bit here and there on the Soul Seeker podcast, but I wrote a five-part blog series about this way back when I need to share this on the podcast and that's what I'm doing right now. So, this, you've reached uh, the final part and it's sequential, so I would recommend listening to the first few ones um, if you haven't already. And with that, I'm just going to go ahead and read the blog so you can kind of think of this as like a, a little mini audible. So here we go. This is the final part in the five-part series about my experience with ayahuasca. Part five, integration and next steps. I know what you're thinking. So what did you learn and would you do it again? Before I answer these questions, I'd like to revisit why and what drove me to trying ayahuasca in the first place. I was in a dark and lonely place. You know, they say entrepreneurs oftentimes suffer from depression. Maybe it's from stress. Maybe it's the perfectionist in us. In my case, it came from the aftermath of being a workaholic. And I'm just going to go off script here for a second. Um, a lot's changed since I've done ayahuasca and since I felt that depression and I mean, I still have it and I've had it off and on, I'd say like, you know, most of my life, whatever. But one of the things that I'm saying now is I'm a recovering workaholic. So I'm really working on being okay with not being a workaholic. And, you know, if you've been listening to the other Soul Seeker podcasts, you'll hear me talk about soul life balance. And that's why I say the work-life balance model is broken. The work-life balance model is to keep us distracted. It's to keep us conditioned. It's con to keep us programmed and not ask questions and not think for ourselves. And that's why I believe so much in the soul-life balance model because really work is just a component of life. And when we don't put such a strong emphasis of work on our life, which is what we were taught with the work-life balance model, then we're okay not being a workaholic. So I hope that makes sense. Um, anyways, I'm going to jump back in here. If you've been following my journey, then you already know that a few months before committing to ayahuasca, my long time, three years on and off again, girlfriend and I decided to call it quits. At the end of the day, I wasn't there for her, both physically and emotionally. It's been a journey in itself exploring my emotions and desires since the breakup. One thing I see clearly now was that I always put work first before her and before us. I guess it was meant to play out this way, but one thing is for sure. 
I now realize the importance of relationships. I now realize that my work does not come first. I do not want to live to work. I want my work to enable me to do the things I really want to do in life. I'm going to go off script there for a second. And even when I wrote this um, with the girl I was saying, at the time we weren't together and that was probably late May, we got back together at some point after I did ayahuasca and we were together for probably another four months or so and things were pretty good. But then, of course, since it's been an off on and off relationship, we were finally off again. Um, and I've had my own journey of like letting go and whatnot. But I just want to riff on that a little bit in terms of not being there for her and everything. It's It's been very interesting ride to be with someone off and on for over three years. And in the first couple of years, the relationship was really interesting. You know, I was I was not at a point in my head where I wanted to settle down. I really wanted to, you know, work on the relationship. I just wanted a casual girlfriend. She wanted something different. She she wanted, you know, settle down. She wanted to lead towards marriage. And not that I didn't want it to lead towards marriage. I just wasn't putting the pressure on it. And I told her like, hey, listen, my priorities are, I don't remember what they were, but they, I know it was work, for work, my dog, you know, and things like that, whatever it was. And I go, you're, you're like number three. Maybe I even told her she was number four. And I mean, that's messed up, right? You know, and I, I, I don't know. It's hard to get into all of that. And I did try to break up with her and then she wouldn't let me and we could get go down that rabbit hole of, okay, well, you can't blame and all that. So I'm not going to do that. But the point being, it's interesting how things played out because by the time I journeyed with ayahuasca and I realized all this stuff and I realized, oh my God, I, I was so bad of me, right? And just whatever, it was like, no, I do want to be with you. Let's Let's make this work and blah, 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 whatever. Well, it was like a role reversal. And at that point, she was so focused on her career. She just got a great new job and professional cheerleader. So, we're busy with that as well. And just all that type of stuff where now she was telling me like, you're lower on my priority list. So, it was kind of like, this is the feeling I put you through? Wow, that's not cool. So, anyways, um, that's kind of a little bit of the background there. Let's jump back into this. So, in a sense, you could say... That one of my big realizations is that I am too focused on work and not as focused on living my life as I would like to be. It's wild to think that in, in addition to running my promotional products business, I have two podcasts, manage three other podcasts, have two weekly YouTube shows, and just published my third book in less than a year. I'm so incredibly proud of this and most of all, that my sales were at an all-time high in 2018 and 2019 is shaping out to be just as strong, if not even stronger. Wait a second though, I'm not happy. Does any of this quote-unquote perceived success matter if I'm not happy? I don't think so. In all sincerity, I wish I could just throw all this away and travel the world. Just be that free spirit. I'm not ready to do that though. What I am ready for is a dramatic shift in my day-to-day and my beliefs in general. I want to consciously live in the present. Shifts in day-to-day. 
As of now, I commit to the following. Pausing my inbox when not working to avoid the temptation of just checking my email. Which, by the way, for anyone that's hearing uh, pausing your inbox, I use Gmail. I think most people use in Google uh, Mail to host their business these days versus Outlook. And um, Gmail has this plugin. It's called, or it doesn't have a plugin, I should say. It's a third party called Boomerang. If you just Google Boomerang, they have something called uh, Inbox Pause. So they have an app on your phone where you can click a button and it'll pause your inbox. And you, if you're like me and you just have that temptation of constantly checking your emails, even if you do check your emails because that's like muscle memory and that's what you do, it's going to refresh to zero emails because you paused it. So for me, that's actually really helpful and it helps me in letting go of the muscle memory of checking emails. So that's a cool little productivity tip there. Um, Next, we have meditating daily. No matter if it's once for five minutes or three times for over a total of an hour, routine is everything and I do not want to break this routine. Reading my truths and affirmations daily. So these were the three main things I wanted to shift in my day-to-day. Pausing my inbox when I'm not working, meditating daily, and I didn't care if it was showing up for 30 seconds, you know, and then being like, this isn't working. Routine is everything in consistency. And third was I wrote in, uh, I had two notes on my phone in the notes app. One's called um, Daily Doses and the other one is called Life Truths. And geez, I'd say for over at least four weeks, I've read these about daily, at least daily. So I was pretty consistent with that for quite some time. Um, unfortunately here it is five months later and some, somewhere along the line, I veered off my truths. If you remember from the previous posts or podcasts, I spoke about how mother ayahuasca helps you discover your truths. These are the biggest truths I discovered from my journey. One, everything happens for a reason exactly when it's supposed to happen. You know, a lot of people say everything happens for a reason. I'm not sure how many of us say this actually think about the meaning behind these words. I believe that there is a greater plan at work. Think of it like the movie The Truman Show, except each of us are living our own version of The Truman Show and that everything is interconnected. The fact that I'm writing this and you're reading this is no accident. There's a reason why these words came into your world at the specific time. One example. My intention for the first night of ayahuasca was to shift my negative energy into positive energy. As you know, as you know by now, I was in a deep state of sadness and loneliness. By the end of the night, I noticed a smiley face atop of the yurt. The smiley face was a direct reflection of the candles in the sacred circle. Each person had a candle in front of their spot, while a couple of candles on each side were blown out or or they were just burned out. With these candles missing, it created a smiley face in my direction only atop the yurt. This came at a time when I was soaking in my first journey and in a state of euphoria. Just thinking to myself, it can't really be this easy to be happy, can it? Then I looked up and was reminded of happiness and greater plan at work by the reflection of the candles making a smiley face. Of course, I can think of many other examples of everything happening exactly when it's supposed to, as can you. 
But this specific example was more powerful than most and the meaning memory I wanted to share with you. So picture this, um, we're in a yurt, right? And there's about eight participants and there's what's called a sacred circle. If you're not familiar with that, it just it means that there's like this altar with, um, you know, either gems or rocks and just different types of stones and anything that's uh, meaningful for you. And you put it on this uh, plate essentially in the middle and there's like the tarot cards and there's all that type of stuff. Everyone's um, has their own seat around the circle and everyone has a candle, a tiny little candle right in front of them. Well, this is at the end of the first night of doing ayahuasca and I look up and the reflection on the top of the yurt, on the canvas of the yurt through like looking at the moon and, you know, the sky and all that shows each of the candles. So if all of the candles were still lit, it would just be, you know, a bunch of candles in a circle. Well, just magically or it seemed magically, I looked up and the candles that were burned out formed a smiley face. But if I was sitting in any other uh, direction, I wouldn't be seeing that smiley face. It was directed specifically at me. So I was just like, and it, that's what we call synchronicity. And, you know, when we slow down, we start to see the synchronicities. We start to feel the synchronicities. And I've really noticed that since doing ayahuasca. I, I didn't know what synchronicity was before that. And now I'm very in tune with synchronicities. And it's so interesting because sometimes synchronicities just come flooding in and then I'll go days or maybe even weeks without synchronicities. So, it's kind of a reminder to slow down because they're there. It's just, are we at a slow enough pace where we're able to receive them? Pretty interesting, right? Okay, so moving on. In turn, this is uh, the life truths. Number two, remember the vibrations. During my journey, I had a deep connection with the ocean and specifically sea creatures like killer whales. I have no idea who I was in past lives. Who actually knows anyways? Is it possible that I, or even we, could have been animals like a whale in a past life? I don't see why not. But again, who actually knows? What I do know is the deepest of my body vibrations came when I was feeling the connection to the ocean and thoughts of orcas, dolphins, sharks, sea turtles. They all occupied my mind. Then there was the drums. One of the facilitators was playing the drums, like the tribal kind. The beat of the drums shook my soul. With each beat, the vibrations got deeper. For a bit, I felt as if I was floating. I wish I could remember these feelings in more depth. I just remember my heart being full and being in more in touch with my soul than I ever have been prior in my life. This was a deeply spiritual experience that I don't ever want to forget about. I need to explore this more. Some way, somehow. So after that, I actually, uh, I'm so bad. I should know the type of jeng, uh, jeng I'm bad with musical instruments in general now. I don't have any rhythm or really play anything, but I went to go try learn drums and I took a lesson, uh, uh, and it wasn't really for me, but, um, yeah, I had this vision of like, no matter what, learn how to play the drums and really get into it and, Maybe I, I should have done that because as I wrote here five months ago, I need to explore this more. So that's one of my uh, life charts. My third is my calling to lead, connect, and guide others to find their answers and happiness. 
Ever since college, I remember being a natural networker. I've always had a great talent in connecting people. In recent years, I've been able to inspire people through my motivational podcast, Mojo Mondays, which teaches people through, oh, also teaching people through my books, like working with virtual assistants and inspire others to chase their dreams just by seeing all that I'm doing and realizing they could do it too. My calling isn't to sell swag. That I know. I'm very good at it and it pays the bills, but eventually I will need to find a way to help others in more ways than what I've been doing recently. So this is probably arguably the biggest thing I've been working on since doing ayahuasca. Um, I am launching a new business, teaching people online how to scale their businesses by working with virtual assistants. And that brings me a lot of joy. I've already helped a ton of people and I, I just love teaching and helping. And obviously I need to charge for it, right? But I'm slowly getting out of the swag business to launch this other business. And also the Soul Seeker podcast. I had no idea I was going to have this podcast called Soul Seeker at the time of writing that. But Soul Seeker is something that I am not monetizing. I want that to be clear. I, this is not a podcast that's monetized. It's a passion project and it's something that I'm doing to inspire others to find their own truth. So my calling in terms of like what I discovered from ayahuasca, I'd say that's one of the bigger things I took action on. Here's another. Energy is everything. Follow your breath to guide you to positive energy. The second night of doing ayahuasca, I truly discovered the power of energy. I cannot put this into written words for many reasons. Call me um, or just email me. We can set up a time to chat and I'll tell you more. But know this. It, it, that's what I wrote essentially. Um, I'm not going to talk about it in the podcast. Um, it's very personal and I w wasn't planning on talking about it. So I'm not in the right headspace. But I'd uh, be more than happy to talk one-on-one -on -one about this very, very deep type thing. Um, I am transparent and I am vulnerable and I do share a lot. But this is something I'd rather just talk one-on-one -on -one about. So feel free to hit me up and I'll tell you about that. Um, anyways, this is what I learned from it. Energy is real. And I do believe that humans have the ability to telepathically communicate with each other. Our minds and souls are just so cluttered with noise that it takes a lot to access this special power. I know this is true because I experienced it firsthand. Secondly, our breath is everything. We take our breath for granted, or most of us do at least. For more on the power of breath, go back to the second podcast in the series about breath work. Lessons learned. All of this is to say that my journey with ayahuasca taught me a lot. Most of all, it taught me to slow down, to breathe, and appreciate life, living in the present. I absolutely can't wait to journey again. I don't know if it will be this year, next year, five years, or 20 or more years from now. What I do know is the real journey is just beginning. I'm not nearly down the rabbit hole as much as I'd like to be, but I'm on my way. I have forever changed, and as a good friend jokingly said, I'm no longer Swag Sam. I'm now Soul Sam. Shout out to Josette. Thanks for that. In all seriousness, though, I'm a happier, more patient person, and this is just the beginning. The integration. Ayahuasca isn't about your journey with this beautiful plant medicine. It's about the actions you take after your journey to 
integrate the lessons learned into your daily practices. As you must know by now, when I commit to something, my mind is determined and I dive right in. I don't know what's next for me, but now I accept the fact that I'm not in control. I'm excited and ready for the true journey, the journey that is living this life below the surface. Open to feeling and sharing my emotions. A life of love and teaching. A life of adventure and learning. A life that will make a mark on my soul for all eternity. A life of infinite abundance. And that's it. Um, that's, that's the five-part series. So, ayahuasca, yeah, it, it changed my life. Um, just to recap again, I moved from Silicon Valley to Santa Cruz. That's, uh, I own my house out there. Um, it's, it's hard to move anytime, but I feel like it's harder when it's yours too, you know, and go through the whole thing with either selling or finding a tenant, which I found a tenant and then becoming a renter and, um, just leaving the town I know and all that type of stuff and a town where it's not that far, but it's, I don't have a lot of friends in Santa Cruz. Um, don't really know that many people and just knew that I had to get out of where I was living because the Silicon Valley fast pace, uh, business, business, business lifestyle wasn't suiting me. And that I realized I was so fo focused on work for, you know, the first 10 years or so of my career that, I, and I was building a business where it would uh, run itself, which it now does. I work less than four hours a day and I have been for several years. And it's like, okay, how can I enjoy this in Silicon Valley? Like if I'm working less than four hours a day, like for me at the time, it meant like going to the gym or like, you know, just finding little stuff to do throughout the day and whatever. And now being in Sankers, I can go back to like true adventures because I always wanted to learn to surf and I've surfed a little bit off and on in my life. So now I'm surfing or I, I used to sell paddle boards. So now I'm paddle boarding again. I haven't paddle boarded in years. Um, just running along the ocean versus a trail in San Jose, like the ocean's great for my soul. It's kind of my calling. So that was a big move. Um, literally finally done with the off and on again relationship. So clearly that's a big step. And lastly, the business, I mean, I'm starting to be okay with not checking my inbox and looking at myself as a recovering workaholic and launching this new business um, where I am teaching entrepreneurs how to scale their business so they can work less and make more so that they can play more, which is extremely fulfilling. So I'm just in a much better state. And I like to say this is because of ayahuasca. Um, Help me really open up my eyes. So that's it, my friends. My email is sam at soulseekers. That's uh, seekers as an S-E-E-K-R-Z, sam at soulseekers.com. Feel free to hit me up uh, about any questions, comments, or whatever, just to chat. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next podcast. Hey, before I let you go, I just want to tell you about Clone Yourself real quick. Now, I know it's a kind of a catchy name and it's kind of kitschy, whatever, but Clone Yourself is my new project where I'm teaching entrepreneurs how to scale their businesses by working with virtual assistants. And I'm teaching you through podcasts, blogs, 
and online courses. If you want to learn more, then check out the show notes to listen to the pilot podcast for my brand new podcast called Clone Yourself. Thanks again so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next pod.